With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, welcome to Got Invention Radio. I'm your host, Brian Freed, and tonight we have Kevin and Melissa Kiernan. They were on the Shark Tank a few months back, and they were the, well, and they still are the inventors of The Last Lid. Welcome to the show, Kevin and Melissa. Hey, guys, doing well. Glad to be here tonight. Say hello, Melissa. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Brian, for having us. Okay, sounds good. So, you guys have a pretty interesting uh, story. I guess it was, when was it actually aired on uh, on Shark Tank? February 23rd. February 23rd. February 17th. February 17th. So it was a few weeks ago. Actually, it's uh, been a few months ago. And um, basically, during that episode, you both made a deal with Damon John, who's going to be an upcoming guest on our show. Uh, And what was the deal? Well, the deal was that we we got $40,000. You know what? Your 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 phone is cutting off. Um, maybe you guys can just uh, pick up. It sounds I think that you're on speaker. You there? Yeah, you're you're cutting in and out, guys. Okay. So my offer from Damon and John was. Can you hear me? Yep. Cutting in and out. Go ahead. We were going to get $40,000 for 25% of our companies. And ultimately what happened was that he was a one-time deal. And he said, he said you have one chance, one shot. So we gave, we got, we gave away 60% of our company for $40,000 ultimately. Okay. Uh, again, you were cutting a little bit in and out, but we're okay now. Um, okay, so $40,000 for how many, what percent? Hello? Brian? Yes. It was 60%. 60% for for how much? Okay. All right. We'll get through this. Okay. Uh, there you go. Okay. All right. So, okay. Now, tell us a little bit about what the...
Okay, Kevin, you there? Yeah, we're here. Okay, Melissa and Kevin, good. All right. So let's uh, let's just uh, kind of start from scratch because we were in and out there. So you you have an invention called the Last Lid, and uh, basically you went on Shark Tank and you made a deal with Damon John, and it was for sixty percent of your company for forty thousand. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Oh, good. We hear you loud and clear now. Okay, and uh, explain to us what the last lid is. Who's who's up, Kevin or Melissa? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Okay. It's a, um, it's a fabric replacement for your garbage can lid cover. Okay. So basically, what happens is we don't know where they go. They disappear, and sometimes we uh, either we can run them over by the car, whatever the case may be. My situation was very simple. Okay, I had a complaining housewife who wanted. This, uh, this, uh, this problem solved. So what I did was, I, all I figured out how to do was go down to the, go, to the local uh, home improvement store and get a lid. But guess what? I couldn't get a lid when I went down there. They wouldn't just sell me the lid. They wanted to sell me the garbage can and the lid. I only needed the garbage can lid, obviously. So ultimately, I had to come up with an idea, and I came out of you know, everything brewed from a start as fabric. And ultimately, after making a couple different uh, changes to it, we've come up with our prototype. That is eventually what is now called the last lid. Okay. Well, congratulations to bringing it to that point. Yeah, it's really. I got to tell you, one of the one of the best parts about being an entrepreneur and and just actually having some of the goals fulfilled was seeing the product, you know, like made. You know what I mean? It was excellent. It was just great. That's fantastic. Well, I'd like to go over and, and pick both yours and Melissa's brain with how you actually came up with the idea. Obviously, we, we can have an idea of that uh, and bringing it to the point of where it is today. But I just if you don't mind just kind of sharing your experience on Shark Tank, because everybody's always intrigued by the people that go on there. And maybe you can explain to us your whole experience. First off, what made you go, at what point were you at with your invention when you applied online to the Shark Tank show? Well, at the time, we had had the prototype done. And, um, you know, we were always big fans of the show. We watched it every week. And just like everybody else, we're like, we have a great idea. We need to get on the show. They happened to be casting. And... Um, I sat down and I, you know, they tell you to email them a little bit about a brief description of your product. So I sat down and I wrote them, you know, an email about three paragraphs, three, you know, three paragraphs long. And we waited around, I mean, really, like for a week. All we did was watch our emails, you know, hoping that they would get in touch with us. 
And about a month later, around this time last year, they called us and they said that they were interested. Um, we had to send them the prototype, which they, after they told us they were interested, they sent us about 70 forms that we had to fill out to be on the show, all kinds of questions about our product, about us, about our family, everything. And then we had to send that back. And once they approved that, they go through everybody's product. They put you in touch with um, producers. And what we had to do was come up with a, uh, an eight-minute video on about, I don't know, 20 questions. Again, all about the product, but they wanted to see how we would look on TV and what our product was all about and how it worked. So we answered those questions. We you know, did. I think you should also tell them, Melissa, though, yeah. that, it, you know, we're just kind of explaining it. You know, that's a process. And, I mean, you got to be committed to wanting to do the process. I mean, that's ultimately, you know, granted, we were so excited that we were going to have the, had the chance even to be on the show. But once you commit to the to the whole, you know, the whole idea and the concept of going on to actually being on from your couch onto the set of Shark Tank, it's a phenomenal change in your life. And again, it's a commitment that you have to make as an entrepreneur. It's just, do you do it? Or, you know, or are you going to see this thing through? Or is it, you know, are you going to half step it? You know, Melissa and I just dove right into it. And we got lucky because we had two of the best producers that ultimately helped us put together our pitch we had our Tuesday night, everyone was at 9.30 or 9 o'clock. Tuesday at 9 o'clock, they called this like clockwork. And we would work for, you know, for two hours. And you just work on our pitch. And we would rehearse it and practice it. And they would ask us questions as if they were sharks on the, on the show. And then as soon as that process, you know, they, they always told you that one of the big things about the show is clearly that, you know, you have to go through some scrutiny. There is a little background check, and they make sure that everything is cool with you. And ultimately, that is the, the final determination as to whether or not you make it onto the show. Okay. So ultimately, they, it's okay. So it wasn't certain at that point that you were going to be on the show, but you were still in the audition process. Exactly, and it's funny because every every time they called us, the last thing they would say to us was, "You know, you haven't made it onto the show yet." Just to let you guys know, you're not there yet. I mean, up until basically, you know, like I said, we went through this process from May to July. So they called us one night in July on a Monday night at 11 o'clock, and they said, guess what, guys? You know, we got the approval from the higher-ups. Because, you know, not when you do these videos, they actually, you know, they pitch you to the, pe the next people in line. So we went through Mark Burnett and all his people. We went through ABC all other people before they actually picked us for the shop. So they had seen our, you know, our videos. Right. Um, before they eventually approve you, you know, then you go through the whole background check. But anyway, they called us on a Monday night at 10 o'clock and they said, listen, we, you know, we got the approval. We're flying you guys out on Thursday. So they, we had three days to pack and, you know, organize our lives and figure out, like, you know, so, it was so a total these, reality check so that these, we were actually uh, going out to L.A. to be on Shark Tank. Okay, so these auditions, they were local then uh, to you guys? No, no, no. They would call us on the phone. Oh, okay. So the producers be... called us on the Got phone. It. We never, we didn't meet them until we actually went out to L.A. Oh, okay. And the, and the auditions the auditions were videos that we made and that we would upload to YouTube. Right. They have a whole audition process with, you know, making, like I said, making this video, answering these questions, 
and then you go through the next stage, which is working on your pitch, and then you got to do your pitch in front of, you know, no cue cards, no nothing in front of the camera, your two-minute pitch, which is what you'll eventually use on the show, and then you send that back, and then once they go through that, everybody sees your pitch and they like you, you know, then they... And you move on to the next step. So okay. it's a bunch of steps before you Great. actually get onto the show. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that information. A lot of people are curious about that. So, by the way, listeners, you can email me, brian at gotinvention.com, and I'll ask uh, Melissa and Kevin your question directly to them, obviously live during the show. Uh, and so, Kevin and Melissa, so obviously there was a point where you were tired of uh, just not having a garbage can lid, and then you realize that they didn't have them in any of the hardware or any type of store to get a replacement lid. So expl right. explain to us exactly what your, when, when you had this idea, what, when was the last straw, the last lid that you came up with this idea? When was it a point where you said, you know what? I have to come up with something. I, I can't wait anymore. It was just funny you should ask because, you know, we always have, everybody has these aha moments, you know? It's the wow factor. And ultimately, what happened for me, I just went through every other opportunity. I went through, you know, wood, cinder blocks, every, every other opportunity. Hey, you're a smart guy create something. So I literally stared at the garbage can for a little bit and I thought, what is the one thing that we haven't even considered yet for this type of product? And it was, it was fabric. And then I said, it's durable. It's, it's stretched. You know, it could be stretched. Um, it's, it's, it's controllable. It's, it's, it's lightweight enough that it can stay maintained on the, the garbage can itself. So there are a lot of good factors as to why this thing works. And ultimately, you know, when it comes down to it, Ever since we use, I've had the same two last lids since for over a year now, and they work. They look great. They everything works great. Uh, we don't get attacked anymore, and it's you know it's the same two ones. I mean you know raccoons give up very animals give up quickly. Once they realize they can't get the whole you know to the garbage, they move on to the next neighbor who doesn't have a last lid. Otherwise, they wouldn't have to, they would have you know the same outcome. There wouldn't be there would be no issues. Even if the garbage can falls over, the garbage stays where it belongs inside the can. So it's just solving a common problem that we had. Ultimately, we realized that we weren't the only ones, and that's why the last slip came to be. Okay, well that sounds uh, very interesting. So after you came up with this idea, what did you do first? Well, we had it. You know, we came up with a catchy name. Obviously, the last slip. We're telling people it's the last lid that you'll ever. So we came up with a trademark. You know, there's some of the legal stuff that you have to get, uh, that you have to take care of first. You know, there's many outlets for that. You don't have to pay high price attorneys for the, for these fees that they charge nowadays. There's many services online that you can use. Um, and and in that respect, uh, you want to protect yourself. Obviously, you want to make sure that no one can can duplicate your product. I mean, there was no one for us. It was an easy patent. Um, a trademark, and then ultimately, you know, and we're doing this real quick now because we're in quick mode because the show called us. Granted, we were still working on the project, but we had to get we had to do this quick. So we needed the online services and us protecting yourself is the key to your success 
and your product. You have to protect yourself. So you you did a patent search? We did. And did you do it yourself or did you have a professional do it? We had a company do it. Okay, and they gave you a, uh, a patent opinion, an opinion letter that says if it was patentable or not? Yeah. Go ahead with it. Uh-huh. Okay. And was it uh, for a design patent or utility? It's going to be for a design patent. Design patent. Okay. So it's patent pending right now? Correct. Okay. So you went on, uh, you went on the uh, show. You had a patent pending product. You basically, after you did the design patent, then you went to, uh, you went to like a cut and sew type of company or did you do it yourselves? No, we actually did it ourselves. You got to understand something. We went on to the show, Brian, with with if if there was anyone that should that should be thankful that they got away with a deal, it's us. I mean, we went on to the show with basically a prototype, an idea, and again, we just happened to hit a mass market product concept. Okay, you understand? So that's the reason. I think our connection is a little bit off there, guys. We you know, would get on board, and ultimately that's why we've got successful. Okay, well, let, let's let's back up because there's a lot of inventors at different stages of the process listening. So what I want to ask yeah. you is when you needed to make a prototype, what did you do? We went to the store. I mean, we went to Joanne's, you know, fabric store. We bought some fabric. Um, we, we bought some elastic, some grommets. You know, we, we drew out basically what we thought, what we envisioned the product was going to look like. You know, we went through a couple samples. One looked like, you know, the cover of a Jeep tire. You know, one looked like a shower cap. We went through a bunch of different prototypes before we actually figured out, okay, well, it needs this. It needs the elastic. It needs the Velcro. We need to put a grommet here someplace where we can attach the lid to the garbage can so it doesn't come off. We went through different fabrics. You know, basically experimenting until we got. Oh, boy. Our, our, uh, our connection seems to be off a little bit on and off tonight. I apologize, Got Invention listeners. We'll uh, hopefully we'll get uh, a better connection. Um, are you there, Kevin and Melissa? We're definitely here. Okay. Um, there's a question that came in, which is a, a good question from uh, Della. She's asking, or he's asking, what company did they use? Uh, basically, they're asking uh, where you found somebody to help you with the design patent and how much th- did it cost you, and also the trade and the trademark. Okay, so for the trademark, I, th- I think, again, we went to an online service, um, and we, I think the trademark came in at around 595 Yeah, actually, the filing fee for a, an intent to use is... Uh, uh, I believe it's three hundred twenty-five dollars, and then there's obviously people who, uh, you know, the agents or patent attorneys. That's that's right. uh, that's who it is. I mean, did you have somebody that you knew? Is basically what she's asking, uh, also, uh, or did you word of mouth? Did you know so, somebody give you a referral, or did you? How did you look them up? No, we, we use a company called LegalZoom. Oh, okay. We've had LegalZoom on our radio show, also. Yeah, it's yeah. great. That's a, it's a great company. We actually use that for all of our legal processes that we needed to get done. Okay. But again, 
two reasons, factors that came into play was the fact that we needed to get it done and we needed to get it done quickly. Okay. And that's the kind, and that's the kind of company that can help us out. Fine. So inventors out there, you know, uh, there's obviously patent attorneys, patent agents uh, locally or wherever you can find them. Uh, or people that refer you, and then there's also LegalZoom, which is uh, almost a do-it-yourself uh, type of experience, and uh, and uh, Kevin and Melissa seem happy with them, and, and again, they were a guest on our show in the past. Uh, so now you, you went to the store, you bought the grommets, you bought the elastic and all that type of stuff, and now you have your prototype. What it, it must have been fun putting it together. You did it on your own, and what was the next thing that, that you did? Well, you got to understand something. That process, that process to come to to come to the final prototype, took us a couple of months. I mean, we, you know, we you got to understand something. And then, I'm a crazy guy, but I actually went out there and videotaped the animals attacking my garbage <laughs> and my lids just to find out what I needed to do. You know, like the initial phases, we didn't have we didn't have the handle holders. You know what I mean? The cutouts. So ultimately, we came up with this concept. Now we have it developed. Now we finally realized that we needed to have a Velcro strap. You know, so ultimately we get the product. And then, you know, we started at the time prior to being invited to go on to Shark Tank, had reached out to companies in China to, to kind of get an idea of what it would cost us to put it together. And we were right at that phase. We were at that point of, uh, in, in our own production where we were going to get it done and, and follow through with uh, whether or not we got on the show, we were still using LegalZoom to get our, 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 our trademark done and our patent pending um, process started. Okay. Well, let, let's stay on track step by step here. So you ended up having this prototype made, and obviously through the months, you made modifications to it. You started putting it on your garbage can and recording it in the middle of the night and attack, <laughs> the uh, attack of the raccoons and everything else out there. And you, yeah. you felt like there was a point where you – where you got it. You felt really good about it, and then what did you do after that? Well, that's where we started to, to... That's actually when we started to make our submissions to LegalZoom, right, babe? I mean, ultimately... I mean, the Shark Tank. Uh, ultimately, um, the first thing Melissa did was... And it just coincided with us um, looking online onto the website where we found out that they were, you know, taking, taking submissions for applications. Okay, so, so you, didn't, you, you didn't at that point... Once you finish the prototype, you didn't say, you know what, I'm going to go look for a licensing deal. I want to go to a factory and figure out how much it's going to cost to manufacture. You just said, you know yeah. what, we're at this point. Let's just try to, you know, hit it on Shark Tank. No, we did. We went out there. We, we had different – we had different uh, – a company in Brooklyn that helped us out as far as looking for pricing from overseas for us to have this thing manufactured. I think initially they came in between $2.50, cents, $3.50, something like that. Um, so we were at the beginning stages after the production, the final prototype, I should say, because we had to make them up ourselves. After we, we ran up about five of them, we had to have the, the, the exact measurements. Everything had to be correct. Okay. Uh, and then ultimately, once we did that, we sent it overseas and got pricing for it. Okay. So and, you... then, and then at the same time, we get this phone. You know, we started the application process for Shark Tank. So all these things started happening at once, and then we, obviously we got the call from Shark Tank. So you just kind of okay. left the other stuff uh, with production. I mean, you were still getting the pricing, but you weren't pulling the trigger on on uh, placing an order for five thousand units. You wanted to see what happened with Shark Tank. 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So it was all. It, it comes down to timing, Brian. It, it was all about timing. Okay. We gave away a month of time to get to, to, to get the uh, application, you know, submitted to Shark Tank, and thus be selected, you know, and, and start to do the pitch process. So we were very lucky. Okay. Well, you're absolutely. So let's say that Shark Tank, uh, that point, you didn't get that phone call, and you were getting the pricing from uh, overseas. What what was your plan, Melissa and, and Kevin? What were you planning on doing with this product? Well, uh, you know, we were definitely going to, we were looking, we had investors, so we were looking to, you know, we were going to get money from them, and then, like you said, we would have ordered, you know, a couple thousand and tried to sell them on our own, but it's not so easy. I mean, you know, you have to figure out packaging and, and all that stuff. So, you know, we really didn't even know where to go next. We just were kind of like, all right, we're getting prices. Now what do we do? Yeah, because and you're that's... at that point where, you know, you get the pricing, then you have the packaging, then you have to say, okay, are we going to go start to knock on doors ourselves? Are we going to hire sales reps, uh, right. you know, product liability? I mean, it's possible. And uh, that's how people build companies out there out of, uh, out of new products. But um, you didn't have that. You, you really didn't need that. Now, you mentioned also that you had some investors, but at the yeah. same time, you went on the show to ask for money. So if you right. had the investors, why didn't you do it yourself? Well, investors, when I say investors, I mean friends as investors. I mean, there's no better uh, people to get in contact with, you know, other than the sharks that are on the show. They have all of the connections. We don't have the connection, the retail connections that Damon has you know, or, um, you know, the, the getting it into a stadium like Mark Cuban has, you know? So we really didn't know it. What was the next step? We had never done this. I mean, you know, Kevin worked in, we own an entertainment company. We do farm bat mitzvahs and, you know, he was in the car business. We didn't really know what to do next once we had everything done. Okay. And so, that is, that is the big fork in the road for inventors. And, you know, obviously there's, crowdfunding and and there's a lot of different options and now we have Shark Tank also that uh, people can apply to and you know there's a, a limited chance to, to get on there but it is possible and uh, you, you guys uh, are able to live that side of it so now when you went on the show uh, I guess it's a little time until it actually ends up being uh, broadcasted but when you went on and you ended up getting the deal uh or actually, what was the what was the experience? Was it two people battling, or all of them, or just uh, Damon interested? What was? Tell us your experience on the show that time. That at that time. Yeah. I mean, for us, it was um, everybody was pretty much out. Cuban had liked the idea. He thought it was a slow build. Um, so he said, for that reason, that's why he was out. It wasn't something that he was gonna, you know, make money on right off the bat. But he did like the idea. He thought it was good. And it was like, you know, it's basically down to Damon. You know, he's been in the manufacturing business for a long time. You know, he, he built, he created and built an empire with the Boo clothing. And he's ultimately who we went in for. We knew going on the show, we said, there's only really one person we want to go into business with. And it's Damon. So, you know. He, he made us, he said to us, he turned to us, he was the last one in. He said, make me a deal and, you know, make it good. And 
you know, initially we didn't think we were going to give away 60% of our company, but Kevin did and he took it and that's it. We've just moving forward with him. Okay. So yeah. tell us, tell us now what's been going on because I, I have a couple questions that are actually, uh, rolling in here. Thank you. Um, Jared, uh, Jared's asking, uh, about the plan on getting the last lid in retail stores. And if you have any licensing with any big name companies, um, we are in talks with a couple people. I'm not allowed to divulge any information right now, but um, we have some great things going on. Yes, we are currently looking to get into retail. Our packaging is almost done, so we're just kind of working out the last two, the last few details about that. Um, and that's basically where we're at. Once the packaging is done, then then get it to the retailers. Okay, so you're, is there any place for somebody to buy the product right now? Absolutely. We have a website that's up and running. It's www.lastlid.com. Okay, lastlid.com. Uh, uh, the, the last lid? I'm sorry. No, just lastlid. Okay, lastlid.com. Okay, and how much is it being sold for? Two for ten ninety nine. Okay, and this will fit any garbage can? Absolutely, round or square. Okay, and I can have the biggest chipmunk that's outside try to <laughs> gnaw, try to gnaw on this thing or take it off, and they can't take it off. I mean, I got to tell you, living where we live, we have some pretty big raccoons and skunks, and uh, well, you know, when we have our last lids on, nothing gets out. It's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, they dump they dump my garbage, and the lids stay on. Okay, so you attach it to the garbage can. So after the Garbage people uh, get rid of the garbage. It's still hanging on the side of the garbage? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, it's not complicated, I guess. Oh, no. It's very easy to put on. Okay. So, I mean, you're at a point right now where you're selling it as onesies on the Internet. Uh, mm -hmm. And people aren't able to buy the product right now in any retail stores. So what's your plan with uh, going into retail, how soon is it going to be till we see it in the retail stores? Well, we're hoping a couple months. You know, again, we're working on the finishing touches of the packaging, which has to get done before you can actually get into retail. They want to see how it's going to look in their store. Um, so that's what we're working out right now. And um, once that's done, I mean, basically what happened was when we got back from the show, Damon had created a new group of investors, partners with him, sorry, not investors, partners, that all have a different role with Last Lid. So they are the ones that are working on getting into retail with their connections and also Damon's connections. Okay. And inventors uh, and, people, and people listening out there, you know, once you end up having the product and you end up showing it to a retailer, most of the times, and it's not all the time, but most of the time, they have what's called planograms, and they have products that are already in the shelves, and they've already bought for the next round of the cycle that goes through. But mm -hmm. you have to kind of wait until your turn comes up in that planogram, and uh, sometimes it could take uh, you know four, six months, three months. It could take a year until your product is actually in the retail store. Absolutely. Yeah. So what have you What have you learned from your experience? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, we heard about Shark Tank. But what about the experience of the invention process? Because you've taken a different path than a lot of other inve in inventors that are listening. 
And mm-hmm. what, what sort of lessons have you learned that you could share with the inventors? I think the overall, the overall, I think the most important aspect of this whole thing is, is patience. I mean, and you got to believe in your product. I mean, the easiest part of the whole, you know, my difficulty at the pitch initially was that I was trying to be someone else. You got to be who you are, and you, because you are the product. You know, like Damon says, when Damon bought, he bought into our product, he bought into us as a couple. You know, because we come from a from a background of hard work and putting effort into everything. So we've had a lot, and he's given us carte blanche on this product. He's a great, great ambassador for the last lid. I can't even stress to you the importance of having somebody like him on your team. If for us to get to for us, it's ten phone calls. For Damon, it's one phone call. And ultimately, that's the best part about this whole thing. But it's patience. I mean, and it's getting to know the right thing. I mean, there's opportunities out there. You know, you, you can see, because well, we talk to so many different people, uh, you know, via Facebook and, and Twitter and everything. And, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at The Last Lid. I mean, there's so much contact that we have with the public in trying to help them get different products to the market. And, and that's what we do. We try to help people out. We know that we're fortunate to get to this level and have exclusive rights to certain people that you need to have rights to. Let's let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need the you need the right connections, and we have fortunately got have given. Uh, Demon has given us the uh, the right connections to get our product okay. done correctly. Excellent. So there's a couple of questions coming in. Daniel, thank you for uh, for your questions. He's on our wall here. Uh, we're just uh, getting acclimated to this new platform. Uh, so Daniel's asking, uh, are are you both involved with going to pitch the product, or are you using sales reps? No, we are going to. De- we're definitely going to uh, pitch our own product. We're going to have our own um, outlet for that. We're not going to use. We're going to use. Um, they have put together a team of different people for us to get the product out there. We're not going to use sales rep initially. No. Okay, so they have a group of people. Are they sales reps, or uh, are they? I mean, how are they going to get the distribution for you? Well, our distribution chain is going to come through Damon's connections and the connections that we have with the other investors, um, whether it's Home Depot or whatever the other outlets are. You are going right directly to the different to, to the different. In other words, we're not going to a distribution company to have this thing put to market. Okay, and uh, are you both working full time for the last lid? Melissa does. My wife. Okay. So how's that working oh, I, out, Melissa? It's keeping you busy? <laughs> yeah, it's keeping me busy. It's it's a lot of fun. Okay. Well that's interesting. So what about um what about your experience on a daily basis? I mean, how how is it working out for you? Well again, you know, I have a bunch of people that I work with, so um they they're basically in control of doing what they need to do and you know, daily, and, and I'm in contact with them every day, just making sure that things are happening. Okay. So it's been interesting. So. <laughs> it's been interesting, and I'm sure you guys are excited to see your product. There's no better, fe- incredible feeling. I mean, it's nice to see your product on on a website and being sold. I mean, to see it on the retail shelf is an unbelievable experience, and I, I can't wait for you guys. Absolutely. We also have um, an infomercial out, too. Okay, um, tell us about that. You can, you can see it on the website. You can see it on YouTube. Um, it was an infomercial that, you know, again, that we all put together, our, you know, our team of partners with Damon, 
and um, sells the product, and they did a great job. It's about three minutes long, um, and it's been selling, so it's working. Okay. So this infomercial is on where? On just the website, or is it going to be on TV? It, it has been on TV. You know, it runs various times at night on different channels, um, Lifetime and, and uh, CMT and MSNBC, I believe. So it's running on local cable channels. Okay. Very interesting. So, yeah. so what are some final final tips and give us some words of wisdom from, from you both from your experiences to share with the inventors out there? Because there's inventors that are just starting off and some that are in the middle of just going through the process of going through the patent protection or they're looking to get their trademark done or whatever it is and just kind of going through the process. What what can you tell us to make it easier for us? I would, I would, honestly, I would honestly tell you for, straight out that you have to you have to be assertive with everything. You have to look, you have to protect yourself and don't sign anything without without making sure it's correct. You know, have someone proofread it. You have an attorney read it. That's why lawyers are out there. I mean, you are going to need legal representation to make sure that things are legitimate. So ultimately, that's the thing. I mean, the key is protect yourself and be aggressive at that. That's the key to your success. Yeah, if you have the opportunity to uh, to protect your idea, it's always a it's always a good it's a it's better, especially if you're going to license it. Uh, when you're going to a major company that uh, with a company that has the ability to manufacture it and they have the retail and the and the distribution to where you want it to be, obviously they need to protect uh, and have some kind of protection, and that's where the intellectual property is. They want to make sure that. There is strong intellectual property. Otherwise, they don't need it. They can do it on their own. You know, right. and they no, want to make sure no, that no nobody question. and they want to make sure that nobody else uh, can do it. That's the whole idea of uh, putting an invention together. Uh, there's a That's question. Correct. There's a question from Sally. Uh, she's asking, "Do you feel there's a, l a large enough market since most people have trash dumps dumpsters today?" Yeah, I mean, you got even on my block, especially around us. You know, absolutely, there's a tremendous. You got to remember something. We're dealing with, with with people that sell worldwide. Once we get this thing rolling, this is going to be something that we're going to sell not only in the United States, we're going to sell around the world. So ultimately, we're going to be global with the last lit. I mean, it's it's you know, for people now, it's a transition. I mean, even around our neighborhood, you know. The support has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ultimately people wanted to last live because it's it kind of is, it's one of those objects that, or, or, or I should say one of those products that you do need. Uh, I know there are certain counties, I know there's certain areas in the country that have, uh, you know, different types of systems and whatnot, but there are so many people. We've gotten so much feedback and emails from people all throughout the United States, you know, Thanking us for creating the last lid. I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, that's, that's great. She got cheese with females. Well, I have two garbage cans that don't have lids, so I might do the two for ten. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's what you need. And the funny part is, is that the reason, if you watch the last, if you watch our episode, I think it's on YouTube, uh, where you see Damon at the end, he tells you point blank, he lost his lids. He needs one. He needs the last lid. <laughs> and I mean, everybody needs them. It's hysterical. Uh, that's funny. All right, there's one more question. Daniel, one more question from you. Did the funding go as far as you hoped? Actually, you know what? They ended up 
spending a lot more money than what, what initially they had offered us. I mean, probably triple the amount, if not more, between having it, you know, manufactured, manufactured and the website, all of that stuff. I mean, it costs a lot of money to do that stuff. Okay. All right. Well, so. it's very, very interesting story. We appreciate you being on Got Invention Radio. Thank you both, uh, Kevin and Melissa. Thank you, Brian. And, uh, again, the website is lastlid, L-A-S-T-L-I-D.com. And yep. uh, we wish you all the best, and we hope to uh, see your products out in the in the stores uh, very soon. And please keep in touch so I can make an announcement and let people know where the where the first place is to buy it. But for now, we can pick it up online. Great. Thank you so, thank you so much for having us okay. tonight. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin and Melissa. Last lid. Have a great night from Got Invention Radio. Thanks, Brian. You Take too. Care. Thank you. Good night to all the listeners. Good night. Uh, bye-bye. Good night. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.